Log Talk Radio. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to take her off of mute because I can't tell. I couldn't hear my music or anything. Don't know what happened to it. I'm trying to go live and it won't let me go live. This is not funny. I'd like to welcome everybody to Blog Talk Radio Vibe Time with Jerry. As soon as this thing allows me to do what I need to do, I might be able to accomplish something. Oh, my goodness, all these technical difficulties. which is something I don't need. Welcome to Vibe Time with Jerry. I have my third eye sister, so Royal, I'm unique, holding on the line, but I had some technical difficulties, so I'm trying to work through those right now. Bear with me. Um, I will say that there is a cabin event coming up on the 21st with Holly Mullins and Dallas Adams, so um, if y'all can make it to that event, it is on the 21st, and I believe it starts at 6 o'clock, and tickets, I think, Thank our $50. I'm sorry, I don't know off the top of my head because I'm sitting here trying to deal with technical difficulties as usual. I swear something always has to ruin something. Um, so anyway, if y'all can see me and hear me, if somebody can put it in the comments, I'd greatly appreciate it because I couldn't hear music or anything, so I don't know what's going on. But anyway, I have So Royal, I'm Unique, holding the Cabin event, Cabin on 360, if you want to go to their page. And if you um, look at their events, you'll see the event with Holly Mullins. Oh, my God. I don't need no screen sharing tips. I'm trying to do something, and it won't let me do it. (sighs) I'm always prepared, but not for technical difficulties. But, you know, it is what it is, and I can't work on that right now. I'm trying to do something else. (laughs) I love that multitasking. Um, but anyway, the Cabin on 360, if you can get there, that would be great. Uh, okay, thank you. This is just, you you have no idea what I've just had to do. I had to go, go out of the switchboard, call back in without ending the episode and messing up my show and Ryan's show, so I don't know what's going on. All right. So, Royal, I'm unique. Third Eye Sister. Let me get her. Hello. Hello. Hi, girl. I had to go out and I had to come back in. I'm so sorry. I didn't hear my music or anything. I don't even know if my music played because I it it like cut off or something. Did you do that again? Um, probably. (laughs) Boo! Hi, John Savage. How are you? Um, I'll talk in between as people make comments too. So, y'all, okay. this is my third eye sister that I'm talking to, um, and we just, we have quite a bit in common. 
just didn't know how much we had in common. <laughs> Hello, <know>. everybody. <laughs> this is the second time she has been on my show, um, and we always have a blast when she comes on when I don't have technical difficulties. So um, let me uh, – there is there is a person that was holding, so let me see exactly – what they want. Is that okay with you? Hi, Renee. Sure. Is that all right with you? Sure. Third eye? Yes. That's, yes, that's fine. I'm going to pull them off of mute. Hello. 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 <laughs> are you How are you? Reading tonight or? I'm good. How are you well, guys? We're, we're talking about, um, we're going to be talking about some readings and psychic stuff. I don't know if So Royal is up to doing readings, but... Um, I can always give you all her information. Okay. <laughs> How does she get a hold of you, so royal? Um, you can go to my website, jewelsforlife.com. Okay. Yep, she's and got a website out there on my webpage. Yeah, no, she's got all her information there. And we'll put it, Um, if you want to write it in the comments, we can do that too. That way you'll have that information because we're we're pretty much going to be covering um, different psychic stuff readings, but like she's not doing live readings. Okay. Yeah. But I appreciate you calling in. Okay. Well, great. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. Thanks. All right, so back to the show. So um, do you mind putting your, thank you, do you mind putting your um, website, are you able to do that in the comments? Are you able to post that in there so people will, you know, um, know yeah, that you do yeah. Let me see if I can. If you can't, well, we can do it later. Yeah, I think I better do that later. <laughs> okay, we'll do that later. She has a website, y'all. She does readings, but it goes beyond that. Um, she makes these awesome bath salts that I just love. I'm almost out, but, you know, I think I got a little bit more. But I'll be good to go. Um, all Just all kinds of stuff. So do you want to explain how we ended up hooking up together? Well, we are... I'm going to call us third eye slash soul sisters. Um, we connected. We actually went to high school together, and we reconnected via Facebook. And ever since we've been uh, reconnected since Facebook, we just have this connection that is, like, inseparable. She can be doing things at home, and she'll call me, and I'm doing the same things. And we, we just basically have the same energy. Yeah, yeah. We match energies. It's really cool. Like, if I don't know if you all – I don't know if anybody out, like, right now, you know, that's watching, but we can um, we can communicate with each other on a telepathic level. It's really cool. Right. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And then, and then sometimes we've even been caught wearing the same things or the same colors, even <laughs> though she's just, like, um, I thought I was colorful, but now you would have to, like, go to her page to just see all the beautiful pictures. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm just not hot mama like that. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> like I wouldn't be able to fit one arm into the wardrobe. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> but you love me anyway, so. <laughs> okay, I just got, I just figured out how to log on, so I'm going to put my information in the comments. Okay. Now, can we can we talk some psychic stuff? Yes, we can. Okay, good. There's her website, jewelsforlife.com, y'all, and she has all her services there. Um, it goes beyond just the um, readings. It's different things that she makes. Um, she does Reiki as well, so it's not just it's not just readings what else do you do you might as well go out and put it up put it out there i know what you do um, but they don't okay i am a medita meditation teacher and practitioner i'm also a certified life coach um i'm also certified in different massage techniques and you know i'm on the, the whole spiritual journey yep we both are. It's, it's almost like it's something that is never ending. It's something right. that you have to pray. It's something you have to have be a part of every day. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, can we talk a little bit about that? Because I think sometimes people, I I, I think sometimes people don't understand that it's not something that you just cut on and cut off. It's something that. You have to pretty much invest in daily. Right. That's true. And as we're talking about investing in daily and not being able to cut off and cut on, um, I hate to do this to you. I'm not sure if the young lady that um, you happened to put on before when the show first started, if she's still watching. But um, I am actually getting messages that she was looking to connect with someone that had passed on. So if she is still on, I would like to actually do something for her when your show is done, if she's still listening. I think she hung up, but I think I got she might be um, she might be actually watching because she got the number from somewhere. So okay. it's a five oh nine number. Um, okay. So I got the I think I got the last. Four, but I didn't get the um, I didn't get the rest of the number. But I'm, there's only one way that she would know it's on Vibe Time is either through my page or the Vibe Time page. But I could always put it out there to the person that called. I don't okay. I, when I bring psychics on my show. When I bring psychics on the show, I do not like to put them on the spot and have them do readings for people. So that's why I did not take the call like that because. I just, I I know that a lot of times, you know, when psychics come on, people automatically think readings, and I don't, I don't always do that because I think that a person sometimes needs, you know, that night off from having to do that type of stuff. I don't like being put on the spot for reading, so. Right. Neither do I, but we know how this thing goes when, you know, when you get a message and that you're being told to deliver that message is something that you have to do or you will be bothered, and I'm being told to deliver that message. <laughs> I know. I know you are, and we will put it out there. Um, I will put it out there when, our, when the show's over to see if she will um, reach out to us. Okay, great. 
Yeah, because you do have people in the comments that would love a reading, but like I said, that's not that's up to you. I, you know, I'm I'm one that uh, I I do a lot of prep time with my readings. Right. Or eight o'clock. So that would be up to you. Hi, Kathy. How are you? I got a few people in. John Savage, Renee Porter. So yeah, that's in the comments. So that, like I said, that's up to you. Whatever you want to do with that. Um, I just normally don't don't do that. Okay. So whatever you want to do is fine with me. Just don't do a reading on me. You really don't want to do one. So just block no, I, me I, off. I would never. I would never unless you ask. I would never. I will say, hi, John <laughs> Stevens. Are you just block me off real quick? Do not intuitively <laughs> touch me because you really don't know what you don't want to know what's going on with me right now. So right. block me out of your mind. I promise I won't. Yes, please focus on somebody else like Desiree or something. <laughs> don't. <laughs> right. So That's a raise on here. Focus on her. Focus on Renee. Don't. <laughs> so well. the thing about it is, is that when it when it actually comes to me, literally tapping into people's energy, um, I have pretty much learned how to block. My thing about it is, is that when I go out amongst people, I always tell people there's nothing that I can't see. I have just learned that with this gift, it is my responsibility to mind my business unless my angels tell me not to, and then I always give the person the option to either receive the message or deny. So I pride myself on not tapping into anybody's energy without their permission. <laughs> Thank the Lord. <laughs> I always say it's like it's like the spiritual HIPAA law. <laughs> yeah. Don't she violate. is right. That's why y'all see me right. Let, let me just, here you go. We ain't doing no readings on Ms. Reyes today. I got my eye horse out. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I promise. I promise. <laughs> Hi, I got cousins on here. I promise. I am. I'm being very silly simply because y'all got to understand my third eye sister. It's like it's like me and Tamara. <laughs> Tamara, we can't touch each other. I'm telling you. I, I, I know people find that hard to believe, but when you are an empath, Mm-hmm. And you and you do that energy work. You pick up on stuff real quick. That's why these narcissistic men. I hope it's public feed. You mm-hmm. know who you are. That's why they don't like me because I pick up on their bullshit so quickly, and then they get all offended. You know that's that's right. why they don't like me because we we can see through that. Right. Right. So, you know, be watching non-spiritual. <laughs> so even, even, even for me, when it comes to people of, like, narcissistic personalities and people that are, like, going through certain things as far as depression and certain life circumstances and stuff, I have pretty much had to learn how to put myself in a bubble to block myself because I am an impact from those things affecting me that other people carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's why I put this in general. Put on my little right. Put the little shield up. Right, you know. Right. Mm-mm. 
Right. And the thing about it is, is that's just not for people like us. That's for people in general. People in general should be um, doing things to protect themselves from the energy that other people carry because you have so many people that are empaths and are able to pick up on energy and see things that they just don't understand, and that's why they should be carrying crystals or amulets or something to protect themselves. Right, right. That's why I try to turn different people into metaphysical fairies for a reason, because I I know they have it there. I don't know where to go with it. I know where they need to go with it, but they don't know where they need to go with it. So we're in the job of teaching. You know, that's very important to me is, you know, teaching people how to, to get to know that everybody has the abilities like we do, but it just takes some work. Right. It, ta- it takes a lot of work. And I always tell people that when you are trying to figure out how to tap into your own abilities, you should always first, I, like I always tell people, start off with meditation. That's the perfect place to start off. Once you learn how to keep your mouth and your mind quiet, then you'll learn to listen to what's going on around you. So meditation is always the perfect place to start. Yes, it is. And I always tell people when they're meditating to, like, take their little eyeballs and push them right up into here, into that third eye, which you won't see things right right away. You know, I don't see things right away. It takes a minute because you have to focus on it, and then eventually you'll start seeing color. You'll start seeing – I see see gold Numbers, you know, that's when I when when I'm doing when I'm doing my third eye work. That's all I see is gold scrolls and numbers just constantly going really fast, and I can't get those to slow down for me. Um, right. You know, but yeah, the the, the hand my my cousin sitting over here saying she loved the way I put my shield up. You damn Skippy shield 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 <laughs> because she ain't reading me. No, <laughs> not today. <laughs> I promise I'm not. I'm not reading you. I promise. My heart chakra is blocked, girl. You ain't reading shit. (laughs) (laughs) Don't cut my internet off either. Listen, y'all, you just how powerful energy is. One night I was singing. Remember the night that I was trying to do my singing bowl? I had this beautiful singing bowl, okay? And I was trying to play it, and this one gets on the damn phone. And she said, I bet you it won't work now. And I tried to get my singing bowl to work. It did not work, okay? It just didn't. So she had to get the hell off the phone in order for my singing bowl to start working. Like, she cut it off, my beautiful bowl. (laughs) Remember that? What I did tonight was I Yes, I do remember that. And I actually, tonight, I did some grounding work. I actually have a lot of crystals around me that do help protect with um, grounding and energy. And it's the it's gotten so bad for me that I can just walk past lights now and the lights will just start to flicker and blink. But every time I'm walking through my house, I just go from room to room, the light bulbs are just going crazy. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I had that problem. I was having that problem um, downstairs. You know, when I'm doing Reiki, mm-hmm. the lights flicker and right. you know I'm sitting up here thinking I got some type of electric electrical issue you know <laughs> going on but it, it's not because it wasn't going on throughout the whole part of the house it was going on through down in my Reiki room specifically right you know so well you know what for me, ground, 
Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, it's been happening for me, I want to say probably four years. I can remember when it first started happening to me. Um, I could plug something into the wall, and I would literally get shocked. I remember one time I got shocked so bad that I had a chain on my neck, and the chain literally burnt and flew off my neck. I remember that. So, yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was pretty bad. So I guess I've gotten control over it a little bit to where I'm only affecting light bulbs now. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's there's nothing worse than that shock, and I and I know that tapping, um, you know how people have that, in the wintertime you just get shocked by everything. Well, that means you're not grounded when that when that happens. So I right. tap, I tap my cheeks. I will tap the top above my knees, and I just mm-hmm. tap. And I found that when I'm tapping, that just disperses mm-hmm. stuff. Um, Kathy Taylor has a question. She wanted to know if we can recommend a basic morning protection mantra for her. What, what What's her name, third eye? I'm sorry. It's Kathy Taylor. Mm-hmm. She wanted to know what type of basic morning protection mantra we could recommend. Okay, I'm going to need um, Kathy's permission to do a quick meditation on her to find out exactly what it is that she needs because um, she's asking for a mantra, but I'm hearing that that's not what she needs. Oh, well, Kathy, she got your permission, girl. You better put type. She's, she'll type it in the comments. Hold on, I'll tell you. You're running out of time. Let's go, Miss Taylor. Pick it up. I know you can type the word yeah in there. <laughs> Kathy, girl, you're taking 10,000 years. Third eye. All right, she, I, I don't see her fine. name here. Can, can you spell her name for me, please? It's um, um, K-A-T-H-E Taylor. And she said that's fine. Okay. It's about to go downtown, Judy Brown, Desiree. Okay. Right, she wants the morning, the morning, the morning protection. Yeah, she wanted a she wanted a mantra for morning protection. So, um, Kathy, is she wanting this for work, third eye? Because I'm hearing that this is more so for work. Is it for work, Kath? No. Okay. So I'm going to tell you what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that this is for morning when leaving out, and for me, this is going out to do. So for me, it's coming across as work. Okay. Yeah, but that can be so work on so many levels. She's four years into shadow work. Yeah, so I'm hearing that this is when this this is this is to protect her when she's doing work. Is what I'm hearing. Right. Okay. Does she understand that? Kathy, do you understand that? 
Yeah, what mantra, is there a mantra that she could use when she's doing that type of work or a, a good I'm, protection? I'm hearing, for I'm, she hearing, I'm hearing that she does not need the mantra. What I'm hearing is that when she's doing whatever work she's doing, um, I don't know if she's doing it with her feet uncovered, but there's something about her needing to cleanse her feet because whatever she's feeling she's picking up, it's coming in through her feet. So she needs to, before she do anything in the morning, wash her feet downward, and she needs to make sure that she's carrying a black, I'm hearing specifically black tourmaline or jet crystal for protection. Got that, Miss Taylor? Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't really seeing a mantra there. So yeah, that would be a good that's, thing. That's she the said, thing, "That's the thing about being. That's the thing about being a seer. Um, sometimes people are doing certain things, and it and it may have been working for them for a while. But based on what I see, I may see that they need to be doing something else. So I will always tell what I see, but they can do whatever they want. But that's just what I see that she needs to be doing." Right, right, right. And she put revisiting what I thought I had cleared. Yes, she can do that. So, yes, she needs to, she needs to make sure that she's doing that. Gotcha. All right, I got another needs, person. She needs, to, she needs to cleanse the feet away from the body. You got that? Cleanse your feet away from the body. Downward. I think she got that. I got another person holding. Okay. Do you want me to take? Do you want me to take that call? Sure. Okay, hold on. Hello, welcome to my Can I help you? Hi, my name Hello. is Sarah. How are you? Hello? Uh, I, hi, how are you doing? Um, I was wondering, um, I have a sister-in-law that just hung herself about three months ago. And um, I was wondering if maybe I can, if she's around at all. Can you repeat that? I'm sorry. We got a bad connection with you. I said my sister-in-law hurt herself about three months ago. And uh, she killed herself. She uh, jumped to her death. And I'm just, um, I don't know, wondering why maybe. Okay. Um, third eye. Yep. Um, as soon as she came on talking about her sister-in-law, something was shown to me. Um, does her sister-in-law have the short hair? Because there's an energy of someone coming up around her that has short hair. And I need to know if she's the woman that had the masculine features in her face, the very strong face. Yes. She had curly hair, curly blonde hair. But I think she had cut it in a bad haircut. And she had the strong features in her face, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, as soon as you started to mention her, I want to let you know that that energy did come up. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm getting overwhelmed just even tapping into her energy, and I already feel like I can't breathe within my, within my chest. So I'm going to need you to give me wow. a second because I'm going to need to take control of my energy the way her energy um, is affecting me. Um. And something that I'm hearing is what I'm seeing is that I'm seeing her with her arms stretched out um, side to side. Do you understand that? Uh-huh. 
Um, third eye, is she understanding what I'm saying with her arms being separated, stretched out side to side? She may not. Are you still there? She, yeah, I'm still here. Do you mean that it was, she was, like, stretched too thin, maybe? No, I'm seeing her arms. I'm seeing the arms open as if the arms are stretched side to side, like the arms are open. Do you understand that? Not really, no. Because that is that is what that is what she's showing me if she was reaching. So, um mm. oh my goodness. This energy is so overwhelming. But this doesn't feel as if she's grounded to me. For the arms to be open to me, it doesn't seem like she's grounded, which means for me not on floor. Okay. Okay. And she she hung herself how long ago? About three months ago. Was her third eye? Can you find out if her feet was on the floor because she does not appear to be grounded to me? And well, I'm are you sure well, she hung herself? Extended. Yeah, but you don't have to be in the air to hang yourself. And I'm seeing her arms extended as if she's reaching for the heavens. Well, she jumped from the second-story balcony um, down, you know, so maybe... Uh... Okay, and that's why, because she's not coming across as being on ground to me. That's what I'm saying, that she's not on ground. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't know how much of her information that you want me to give here, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to be as um, discreet as I can here. I'm, I'm seeing the image of a woman... But I'm seeing a lot of masculine energy around her. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay. And that was, for me, what comes across as a lot of the issue and the things that she was going through. Sometimes people don't know how to balance out um, dual energies. That's a struggle. Okay. And I'm also not Definitely. sure if you are aware, but it comes across as me, for me too as there were some um, – sometimes people get on their spiritual journeys and they don't know where they fit in, so they start dabbling a little bit here and a little bit there, trying to see where it is that they fit in. Do you understand that? Yeah, yes. Uh, that was also a part of the issue, okay? Um, because this this information that I'm giving you um, is kind of personal and it's something that she had a hard issue dealing with, I really don't want to put this information over um, too much over this live broadcast. So I want to respect her wish, okay? Okay. But what I'm going to tell you is just for her um, to be communicating with me, I can tell you that she made it to the light, if that is your question. If that is what you want to know, she is Okay. Okay, good. Good. Okay. Okay. All right. Did okay, you want so um, that's all I can um, that's all I can and all I am willing to see as far as that goes. I'm sorry. Oh, I okay, understand thank you so that. much. Appreciate it. All right, thank you. Thank you, ladies. You're welcome. Let me see. 
So, so what happens for me is sometimes when I am communicating with people that have passed on, I can feel like the anxieties or the stresses that they went through. And it's like as soon as she came on, I immediately couldn't breathe into my chest and I had to sit and do a quick meditation to get this feeling out of my chest so that I could take control of my own energy again. Yeah, I see, I see that. Yeah. Um, Renee wants to know if you can – there's a – there's Renee – Renee is on – in the comments, and she wanted to know if her okay, mom or dad had messages for her. Okay. Okay, just a second. Grandparents, I'm sorry. Okay, for her grandparents? Okay. Okay, just let me hold on a second. Is Renee the one that has the cat from somebody else? Because somebody here is mentioning the cat. The cat. Uh, she'll get on here and tell me if it is or not in a second. Okay. It's all up in the comments, so. She said her mom, her, my mom got a cat. Okay, does she have a cat from someone that has passed on, though? Renee, you got a cat from somebody else that has passed on? Or your mom? No. Okay, because as soon as she came across, somebody came across asking about the cat. Yeah, because she said that she had um, her grandfather's dog, but her his dog passed away a couple months ago. Okay, is the dog is is the dog brown? It's not black. I'm seeing brown. I'm also seeing like a brown and white. I'm waiting for her to put it in the comments. Okay. She said that was her mom's dog, Ava. But we got there, we got her from, she got that dog from the flea market. Okay, so she got that dog from the flea market, so that dog must have been with somebody that passed on. Could have been. Okay. Okay. Um, so I don't know if she just left her mom, but for some reason there's messages coming in around that. But if she would like to ask a question from her grandfather or her uh, grandmother, I would definitely be willing to see if they could would connect with me. Because I always tell people I am a medium, but I don't connect with people that have passed on. They connect with me. Right, right, right. Hello, Kimberly. About time you got on. So if she has a specific question that she would like to ask, I can see if I can get that question answered for her. Renee, do you have a specific question that you would like to ask? And she'll see if she can get that. They just She just wants to make sure that her grandparents are together. 
So I'm hearing that they are together, but here's a message for me to tell her. I'm not sure what it is that she was working on, if there was something that she was working on that she was about to stop, but I just heard a man tell me to tell her to do the work. Did you get that, Renee? Did you start so that could you? be in reference to herself. It could be in reference to a project, but I just heard to tell her to do the work. Um, and she should know what this is because it, whatever it is for me, I'm seeing paperwork. Kathy, you're so cute. Uh, he's um, he's Renee, always so that could be what it is because I'm being told to tell you to do the work, and he's definitely showing me paperwork. So make sure yeah. that if you have any paperwork or anything you need to get together, please make sure you get to working on that because what it looks like he's telling me is there's some paperwork that you need to make sure you take care of, okay? She's she's going through a divorce currently. Right. Did so you hear me? some paperwork that you need to get together because that's what he told me to tell her. All these people popping up out of the woodwork, good gracious. Let's see. I don't know. No, I'm, I, it's people that I haven't seen in forever, and it's just it's just shocking to me. It amazes me. Um, you want specific questions, right, from people if they if they tap in. Uh, you know, specific questions would be better because, like I said, with so much energy, I have all sorts of people popping up, and I don't know who's who. So if they could ask okay. specific questions. It would be better if they gave me a name so that I could see if that person, I could communicate directly with that person and that name because it's so much energy popping up. Gotcha. Judith, did you get that? She she has to be able to have a She needs a name. And I'm sorry, as you're, as you're talking to Judith, I'm still receiving this message for Renee. Renee, please, please, please go back. Um, look over any paperwork that you have gathered because there is still some things that is missing. And um, you're going to be surprised at the way this is going to turn out if you get everything together that you need, okay? Now, Renee. Renee. All right. Um, I'm sorry, because, Renee, um, your pop-pop is still going on for you. He's showing me two pieces of small paper that looks like they are a little bit um, – it looks like papers that's old and it has a lot of pencil writing on them, it may be letters, you're going to need that. So please go through your paperwork and look for it, okay? Got all that, Renee? Look through your paperwork, girl. Make sure you got it all in order. Hi, Kimberly. Right, so Sending good vibrations your way. No, she's going to try to suck all the juju out of us is what she's going to do. You don't know Kimberly <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so Judith, her mom's name is Agnes Riley. This is for Agnes, Judith Newman. Okay. I haven't seen you in forever. Hi, Judith. Okay, does she have a does she have a question for her mom? What's your do you have a specific question? I'm sorry to stop Judith, but um, I'm having some issues over here. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm literally coughing, um, coughing and choking. And once again, I can feel my chest getting tight. 
<laughs> as if I can't breathe. So I need to know if the issues with her mother had something to do with her chest because as soon as she came on, I can barely talk and I'm 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 literally choking over here. I can barely get air in through my uh, and through my throat. Your mom had those type of health issues, Judith, because she's having a hard time. <laughs> that somebody else she's picking up on. Because my third eye sister was fine. A minute ago. What the hell? And for me, this issue for me also could represent someone being intubated, (laughs) having tubes down their throat. I'm waiting. Okay. Yeah, COPD is, oof. She had COPD? No, 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 no. Um, oh, okay. Cast that in the, in the comments. Uh, I mean, I know plenty of people with COPD. It's terrible. Okay, so she just said that she had the breathing problems, which is why as soon as, so Judith, I want to tell you that as soon as you said that, your mother popped up because I literally felt my chest started to close. I couldn't breathe. I started coughing, trying to get this air through. What is the question, what is the question that you had for her, that you had for her? She wanted, she was wondering if mom was okay. For uh, Judith. Yeah, she, mom's okay and if she's in heaven. Yes, she definitely is. So the way I work, the way I work is, you know how, um, you know, we have contracts. And when I first started, when I first started really using my abilities, I told my angels, like, listen, I will do this, but I need to be able to read a certain amount of people and be on point to know that I was created to serve this purpose. And also yeah. the way I work is I have a contract with the people that I communicate have made it to the light. I don't allow anyone else to tap in that has not made it to the light into my energy. If there's ever negative energy that comes across when I'm doing a reading or when someone comes to um to give me a message to deliver, I immediately get the weirdest, scariest, freaky feeling, and I immediately, immediately start burning stage because I don't deal with those energies. So I am telling you, Judith, yes, your mother has made it to the light. Okay. Um, also, I'm not sure if you have if you have done this already or if you were planning on doing this. Um, and I don't know. For some reason, she just showed me the color orange. So I don't know what that represents. I don't know. It could be Halloween or something like that. But she just showed me the color orange. But I'm being told to tell you that if you did not do it already, you need to light one candle for her. Okay. <clears throat> Got that, Judith? I was waiting to see what she was if she was going to type anything in the um if she was going to type any comments. You're welcome, Judith. Judith, I have a quick question because she just started flashing that orange in front of me. Do you know what that orange represents? No, she said she doesn't know what that means. Okay. Well, just keep that in mind because that orange just came in front of me out of nowhere. So just keep that in mind throughout the next couple of days. Wonder if that has anything to do with our our um retrogrades. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. She just showed me, like, this big circle of orange. <laughs> and I know the orange uh, represents the chakra, but I'm, I'm not sure what that orange meant. True, true. Um, let me go back into these comments. Now, I can tell Cassie Taylor right now, um, Kevin Kirstead definitely comes back and forth. I mean, I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. But you can go ahead and answer. Mm-hmm. Cassie Taylor wanted to ask about Kevin Kirstead and her mother, Betty Kirstead. She wanted to know if they are okay or if they... Okay, um, I can't I can't see the names here, Third Eye. Can you just say the name again? I, I, I'm trying to write the names down so that I can focus on that name. Okay. It's Kevin Kirstead. Mm-hmm. And um, Betty Kirstead. Hi, Lori. Yes. Uh-huh. And that those are the two people and, she wanted to know if they are okay. Question? Want to know if they're okay? Yeah. Okay, just a second. I'm hearing I'm hearing that they are that they are okay. So um, Okay. Okay, just just a second, just a second, because it's something coming for Betty. Hold on a second. Betty is the one that passed first. Do you know? I don't know who passed first. Yeah, I don't know, but for some reason, um, I don't know how. I'm not. I'm not asking how this happened, but she's telling me. She's telling me that she's first. <clears throat> so I'm not. I'm not sure, but she wants me to let her know that they did make it across. And I also from from her. Can you can you um because so whenever I'm doing um, readings and I'm connecting with people that have passed on, like I told you before, just like with the other young lady, I start picking up things that the people have passed on do. And I'm not a drawer, but some reason when she started mentioning um, Betty to me, I literally started like doodling like little mustaches and like faces on paper. So does she know if she used to draw? Because I don't, but that's what I'm literally doing right now. Right. She'll put it in the comments. I'm fixing this. Pop me some teasers. She said mom was a drawer. Okay, because I literally started drawing things on my paper, and I'm like, I don't draw at all. So, yeah, please let her know that she made it to the light, and that's what she has me doing. So she's still drawing her behind off, and, yes, they're okay, and they made it to the light, okay? Yep. Gotcha. All right, hold on. I'm going back. All right, you ready for the next name okay. of people? Yeah. And let me let me spray myself. I'm over here spraying myself with right. some things. <laughs> Better you than me. <laughs> ha ha. Third Eye, did you give me another question? I'm sorry. I, I wasn't sure if we went out or not. No, you're fine. I did. It's um, from Ann 
Mintz Garcia, and she wanted to know if her mom, dad, and sister are together, Joe and Julia Mintz and her sister, Julia D. She just wants to know if they're together, which okay, I, I Joe, don't think Julia, you understand who? that they are, you know, people are together. If, if, you're, if, if it's your family, they're not going to, they don't separate like that. Okay, just a second. Let me see. Yeah, go ahead. Um, third eye, I know that, you know, sometimes that we, we all know that, you know, people when we go back and we pass, that we go back and we all want to reconnect. Um, but I am seeing something look like for me with um who is that person meet? Um and what what's the young lady's name that this message is for? Because she would understand this. What's her name? Anne. Anne? Okay. Mm-hmm. Annie. Yep. Anne. So it looks like for me that she will understand that whomever this person is meets that she's talking about. Um, when it comes to personality, some people like to be off doing their own thing. They still like to connect, but they like to more so be off doing their own thing. Can you ask her if she understands that? She'll tell me in a minute. <clears throat> I'm waiting for okay. her in the comments. <laughs> And you still on? <clears throat> yeah, she's still on. I'm just waiting for her to put that in the comments. Did, did she understand what you okay. were talking about? Okay. Because it's almost kind of like, you know, you love family, but you like to go visit family and then go back home and then go visit when you want to see family. Yeah. <clears throat> Does she understand that? She didn't read. Um, yes, she said that her sister was mentally ill and in her own little world. Okay, because that's what I'm seeing. I am still seeing that she comes across as um, being there with them, but she's just as she's saying to me the way that I see her, as if she's off in her own little world. But she is there, but she's still off in her own little world. She's off in her own little world. But, yes, they are all there. I don't think people um, sometimes understand when people pass away that, um, you know, they're they're never passing away by themselves, for one. There's always going to be family or somebody that's there waiting for them. Whether it's family right. or whether it's angels, there's always going to be somebody there. And a lot of people have questions if their loved ones are okay. And um, that's what Judith asked. She had another question. Um, uh-huh. My friend's husband, Jim, just passed away a year ago. And are we able to tell if she's okay? And the answer to that so is yes. I I'm am, picking I am up that they're not. 
I am able to tell if Jim is okay. Um, but Judith, you would know this, and I'm going to tell you guys like this. Even when I do readings for people, there's certain um, privacy laws that I follow. And um, even with you asking that question, um, the most I, I am able to tell you about him is that he is okay. He is actually communicating with me. Um, and everybody that pretty much knows him knows that he's a private kind of guy, and he wouldn't want me discussing him with him, with him not being here. So, But he is definitely okay. Yeah. And I don't think people understand the um, – the way the light works, because um, people want to know if, you know, one, Michaela wants to know if her mom is okay and if she went peacefully. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let me see. Hi, Michaela. Michaela is my little photo shoot chick. Okay, um, 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 Judith, I'm not going to be able to answer that question because Jim told me that he was private and he didn't really want me to be discussing him, but he did make it to the light. Third, I, I got distracted. Can you tell me Michaela's question again? I'm sorry. Um, she just wanted to know if her mother um, passed peacefully and if she's okay. Okay, just a second. Let me ask. Y'all, we got about, we don't have, we're running out okay, of time. Um, I think I've so got nice. about um, the message that I, I'm sorry, the message, <clears throat> the message that I got for um, Michaela's mother, and Michaela may be aware, aware of this, um, her mother is telling me to let her know um, she knew, she was aware of her passing, um, the thing that she's telling me is that I'm not sure if she's on medication because for me she comes across as being confused. She comes across as telling me that there was like um, I'm hearing little to no, so there must have been some pain based on what she's telling me. But she's telling me that whatever was going on with her, that she was that she had made peace with it. So for me, it looks like there must have been some sort of medication based on what she's telling me. Because it seems for me as if when she passed, there was a state of confusion with her energy. And I hope she understands that. I hope so, too, because I got to – um... also made it to the light. All right. Yeah, they they gave her the wrong medication. But third, I've got – I have got to – um, I've got to at least get off of the air on – um blog talk because I got 40 seconds left. This is how fast the show okay. flies by. Okay. So real quick, I, I just want to say on, thank you I for can stay on StreamYard, but I stay on blog talk. But I'll, I'll do your website. I love you, Third I love Eye. You. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for coming on, Third Eye. You're welcome. <laughs>
Hello, all you freaks out there. This is Ryan, and I am, uh, oh, you know what? I was doing a live feed, I think, on Facebook, but I think the uh, the Facebook gods heard the, the end of my song here, and they cut it off. So I'm going to start another create live event here. Welcome to the freaking awesome paranormal show. Hope everyone is having a good day. Um, hope everyone had a good weekend and uh, enjoyed themselves. I hope all you mothers out there had a good holiday, good Mother's Day. Hope you were pampered and had a good time. We had an interesting weekend, um, to say the least. You know, uh, I'm telling you that Archie's been having problems with his pooping, mostly because he doesn't poop. And uh, he got backed up. He kept he kept holding his poop, and um, I think when he did poop, it, it hurt him or it made him feel uncomfortable. So he doesn't like to do it. So he he wasn't pooping. So he got backed up. He got backed up so bad they had to take him to the hospital last week. Um, sorry, let me type this out real quick. So we took him to the hospital last week, and. Uh, they, uh, they gave him a, an, an enema, and he's, they suggested we put, like, Miralax in his juice or whatever to help him, help him loosen up the stool or whatever. So we, uh, we, we do that, and then uh, – sorry, distracted. I can't type and talk at the same time, apparently. So we do that, and um, it doesn't really work. So Angie's like, well, let's just take him to the GI on – on Saturday, on Thursday, so we made an appointment Thursday afternoon. I took him to the GI, and the doctor was like, "All right, when you get this, because they showed show me they showed me the X-rays." All right, guys, Facebook Live here, guys. We're talking about RJ's RJ's um to Pumageddon to happen this weekend. So this is how we can start start off the freaking awesome paranormal show. Can let you guys into our world here at the freaking awesome studios. Um. So he took RJ to the the gynecologist. What am I talking about? The GI, the gynecologist. Uh, the 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 GI on Thursday, and they showed us the X-rays, and he's got poop like way way stuffed up. The doctor's like, we have to get the get the poo out of him. I'm like, yeah. So they suggest we go give him uh. 15 milliliters of uh, milk of magnesia and two X-lax. So we go out and buy the, straw- the strawberry, the chocolate X-lax, and we got some cherry-flavored milk of magnesia. Well, the first night, first day on Friday, I misunderstood or just misremembered, I guess, what the doctor had said, and I gave him two full cups of milk of magnesia and two uh, – X flax. Well, that was not the right thing to do because on Saturday was the first to blow out. RJ was sitting by the front door watching his TV on his chair, and he says, "Dad, there's poop everywhere." So I get up and go get up and walk over there, look on his chair. Sure enough, sure enough, he had poo that had come up, erupted out the back of his back of his chair out of his butt 
and there was a puddle of poop on his chair down his leg. So I don't, you know, I'm freaking, oh, my God, running, you know, I hold him, like, holding up like this, and I'm running to the shower. And uh, I turn the shower on and start spraying him off and shit. And, uh, you know, smells off. It happened again the next day. It may, may, may have happened twice in one day. It was just bad. And then today we were uh, getting ready to take him to school. We were, he was going to say, go to school. And... um as as Andrew was about to leave to take him, he goes into his room, comes out, Daddy, I pooped again. Oh, God. So I go in there. Sure enough, on the floor, on the carpeting, there's a puddle of poo. You heard the word, heard the term Hershey squirts. This is more like Hershey, like, hose or whatever. Hershey spray. It was just <sighs> terrible. So, hopefully, we are done with the Pumageddon. Um, I know this was exactly the, the way I start off most of my shows, but like I said, oh, speaking of Mellow Yellow tonight, usually I'm drinking coffee because it's really hot in here. Decaf coffee. But I used to drink the coffee to warm me up, but I'm not really that cold today. I mean, I mean it's really cold in here. It's not hot. But I'm not really that cold today. To be honest, I might that might change drinking this ice cold mellow yellow we got from Arby's today, but figured try something different. Plus, honestly, I forgot to make the coffee, so like I had this I had this drink left over from dinner. We get to Arby's, got a roast beef roast beef sandwich. I thought I ordered a beef and cheddar, but apparently I did not because that was not on the receipt. So, yeah. That's what's going on in my life. But tonight is going to be fun. We've got uh, Whitney Zahar coming back on the show tonight. We're super excited to be talking to her about everything. I'm just going to open up the, the open up the floodgates on the paranormal conversation. Just talk about everything and anything that I can think of to chat about. Because yeah. Mm-hmm. What else? What else can we talk about, right? So let's go. Let's go ahead and put her on the show, and uh, let's get this party started. Oh, what? Oh, Ryan, you poor thing. Tell you what, man. I I have a newfound respect for the nurses who work in nursing homes. I cannot uh-huh. imagine having to deal with that even like it's like oh my oh i just i, I couldn't do it i would i would be throwing up the first <laughs> the first day i'd be like no this, sorry this I'm is gone. very this is definitely paranormal because sometimes the stuff that comes out of your kids in every way shape or form is paranormal yeah i think it was <laughs> demonic it was it was so bad yeah that that would be oh my god Oh man, uh, is he feeling better? I I just want to know that. Is RJ feeling a little think, bit better? I think he is. I think he is. I think we probably like overdid it with the milk of magnesia and the X flax, but you know, I oh, think wow. after me giving him the whole cup, like like thirty ounces, so I gave him sixty ounces on the first day, 
so I think uh, yeah. That's what was coming just out make sure he doesn't. No yeah, just make yeah, just make sure he doesn't dehydrate. No, I mean he drinks a lot. He mostly wants to drink milk, okay. so we're trying to give him juice and stuff. So I'm sure the milk is gonna uh, clog him up. Even milk more. might not be. I so. mean. Gatorade, actually, Gatorade might be good. Pedialyte, sometimes, you know. Yeah, we we've been Don't giving worry, it. Don't worry, I I have not experienced this. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think what it, I think he's just scared to poop, you know, and he's just and it's just stayed in. He'll, That's actually you know, very common. He'll um he'll get this red look on his face. Okay, he'll mm-hmm. cross his leg and say, "Don't mm-hmm. look at me! Don't look at me!" And of course, you know, oh. says, "Don't look at me." There's something going on down there. So then I'm like, "Do you have to poop?" Oh. Then I'm like, "Go to go to the bathroom." No, I don't want to poop. And he's like, "Like, you can tell that he's just holding it in." And I don't know. And oh, poor, poor baby. And like, I try make. I'm trying holding him, like carrying him to the bathroom, he starts screaming, like, I'm about to send him to, mm. like, try to torture him or something. <laughs> um, how old is RJ? He'll be four on uh, Monday. So he's right, he's almost, almost going to be four years Happy yeah, birthday, RJ. Um, I, I, yeah, this is what what you're describing is actually fairly common for um, little boys, um, especially when they're figuring out their body. Yeah, this this, this is common. They're like, "What the heck?" You have a boy, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um, but for the interest of not embarrassing him on the air, uh, because he is almost twelve. <laughs> oh, well, you but know, I might, I might but have boy, but gross stories over Ryan, there, but, I, I will know. send you stories. <laughs> All right, yeah, I got like I said. It is so different having a boy compared to having a girl. It is just I think I knew how to I knew I knew how to handle Rihanna more when she was little. Yeah. Because it was easy. Um, RJ mm-hmm. is just his own his own thing, man. He's uh he's just he'll be okay. he's his own. But you know, it's just each kid is different. You know, but women those times girls are easier to handle when they're younger. Because they, you know, they're all they want to do is play, you know, play dolls and and do that, do all that stuff. For the most part, not every girl wants to do the same thing, obviously. But Rihanna was right. When it was like to play with dolls and was very calm mm. and very very content to play with herself, you know, do her own thing. Play by RJ herself, is, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She can entertain herself, yeah. and RJ is more of a. You know, play with me, play this, play that, and I'm over there. And I'm like, I love playing with him. I mean, for the most part, but he is, uh, he just, he's just one of those guys who just takes his toys and just bam, 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 bam. You know, and if I'm playing with him, if I'm holding a toy at the same time, he's trying to play with it. You know, I could, I yeah. Need a finger. <laughs> so, 
Actually, that that kind of brings up an interesting question. So, because we're doing kind of grab bag tonight with a paranormal mm-hmm. talk. So, yes. let's talk about our kids and if they've had paranormal experiences. Well, I would say, I would definitely say my kid has. What's been sure. something that's really stood out? Well, um, one night when I was at work, I get a phone call from Angie, and you know, RJ's in the in on the bed screaming, and um, he had she had just got he I'm trying to remember the exact the exact story, but he had just gotten out the shower or the bath, and our, Angie was uh, was drying him off or trying to dry him off, but he was really running right. around. He wasn't very cooperative, right? <laughs> he looks up. He's wearing the he were, we're in the bedroom. And my bed, you know, my bed faces the, the door, and the door is on the hallway to the front door. Right. He uh, he looks up, and at the at the door to the bedroom, and he just he just gets this wild look in his face and jumps on the bed and starts screaming and starts looking at the door and just gets really oh freaked out. And like he like he sees something, and he's like, "There's like, I forgot what he said was standing there, but it really scared him." So Angie calls me and tells me about that, like something really freaked out RJ. Um, there's there have been things that in our apartment, I don't know, bags of chips that have just fallen off the shelf. And it's always hmm. happened, and we're looking the other way. You know, I'll, you know, out the corner right. of my eye, I'll, a chip, a bag of chips fall, and or we've heard, I've heard whistling in the house before. Angie said she she saw the door open by itself, the front door open by itself, and she was sitting in the uh, in one of the chairs in our living room. And um, I think I sipped my drink here. And yeah, you're the fine. And uh, looked outside to see if there's anybody out there, and there was no one out there. So, and then Yikes. she said she saw yeah. a. a figure that looked like RJ went into our closet. Of course, he was back there. There's nobody in there, and RJ's sound asleep. So, <laughs> That's yeah. fun. That's fun. And I took, okay. I took a picture. Uh, I took I, – I was taking pictures of some Christmas decorations last year, and I decided just – Randomly take a picture down the hallway just just to see just to see if I, see if I can catch anything because I knew about the you know stories and stuff I'd experienced and um, I look on my the door the door is closed but I look at the door picture there was a skull on the door that is looked exactly like a skull little small skull that is on the door to my bedroom Angie thought it was par- paradoyola. But it's it's pretty good para, para doilia. Doilia? Doilia? Doilia. Paradoia. That's a hard word. Paradoia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, we we might all be wrong, but yeah. I yeah, it could be something completely different. But it is one of those things where it's like if that's what it is, then you know, it is pretty it is pretty good. I'll send you the picture of what I'm talking about. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it is uh it. it's pretty uh pretty clear. But uh, and that's you think that plus you know he's experiencing things at the cabin. He goes up there. He you know 
he'll 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 talk to the spirits up there. He'll see the ghosts up there. Mm. You know, one time actually, one time we went out there. It was like, I think remember the last time that we were out there, he something happened, got him pretty uh, pretty freaked out. Oh, not sure what he little guy. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was uh, something something that freaked him out. So how about you? Well, let's see. Preston, who is my twelve, uh, almost twelve year old, um, he do, he himself doesn't recall much. Um, and we spent a lot of time living in. We weren't. We didn't live in the United States for a while. Um, we spent a good deal of his early childhood, from the time he was born until he was about six, almost seven years old. We were living in Taiwan, um, just off the coast of China, and then we were living in Ecuador for a few months. So Preston was raised in two completely different cultures, um, and that was pretty cool. Uh, they have a especially. I want to go back to Taiwan because that's where I think we experienced a bit with him. Um, I've told the story with some folks before, but I think you might like this one. Um, he was about nine months old, and I had taken an evening and gave myself a little bit of me time, and my husband was home with, with Preston. And when I got home, I it's about maybe 9, 9.30 at night, and I hear Preston kind of lightly babbling away in his room. And I'm, but honestly, I wasn't thinking much of it because I was figuring, okay, Chris is in there. He's trying to settle Preston down, all that stuff, you know. And he didn't sound distressed. He sounded pretty chill and relaxed for a nine-month-old baby. So I go into our bedroom, and my husband is sitting on the bed watching television. So... I go and I listen to Preston's door, and I hear Preston go, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it was like he was, I mean, he was pausing, like he was listening to someone that I couldn't hear, and then just carrying on like he was having almost a conversation. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So I open the door, and I don't see anything. Um, but he's sitting up in his pack-and-play. He was sitting at the bottom of it. Um, he was big enough to be at the bottom of his uh, crib at that point. And he was looking beside him. Um, we had this low mattress right next to his crib, which later became where he slept when he was a little bit older and he had outgrown the crib. And he was just looking at it as though somebody was sitting right there and he was having a conversation with somebody. And there was no fright. There was nothing. He was very calm and peaceful. He laid right back down when I went over and rubbed his back and kind of nudged him to go back to sleep. But I I kind of want to think that it was my father that was there. Um, my father died in 2009, a year before Preston was even born. And Preston was my father's 
middle name. So I kind of like to think that my dad found a way to pay his grandson a visit. I mean, I'll never know for sure, but it felt like that to me, so I'm I'm just going to go with it. Um, but, yeah, so that, that was the big thing. And, you know, Preston also went through a stage where he had night terrors when he was about three or four years old. And Preston did tell me recently that he could have sworn, he was like, There's, there was something in my room at that time that was scaring me. And, you know, three or four-year-olds, a lot can be going on with them. I mean, I'm no child psychologist or anything, but I know a little bit about, you know, the development stages of kids. And most young boys do go through a stage of night terrors at that stage. But he was, like, running and running, and he was, like, he would not go to sleep unless me or my husband was sitting in an armchair directly in front of his door. I mean, that that was just how he would do it. But um, I, I kind of like to think that the houses we, that we've lived in over the years have been pretty calm. Um, and, of course, I try to make it a point not to bring my work home with me. And I'll just mm. leave it at that. So. Yeah. It's one thing to be dealing with it at the at the place where you're at, but you, you do want to you don't want to deal with it when you're at home. You know, I watch I watch those video those those shows on um you know Travel Channel or whatever, like the haunted house <sighs> shows. it's over, done for dramatic effect. But yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have to deal with you know something that bad. Um, where you're constantly on edge because you don't know, uh, really don't know what's going to happen next, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I try to keep it in perspective, but, um, you know, I do what I can to keep the house clean and try to fill it with as much positive energy. You know, it's, it's my home. It's our sanctuary. So I try to keep it that way and thankfully we've been lucky we've been lucky if anything is whatever has come it's focused more on me than it is on the house and my the rest of my family so there have been a couple times where i brought stuff home but it wasn't like i went out to uh, a woodland cemetery with rj one day, um, just to walk around and uh, pick up some, you know, pick up some old flags that had fallen down and got cut up by the lawnmower. Oh, and yeah. um, when I got home, Angie, who who was a medium, said that uh, mm-hmm. there was a twelve-year-old girl or around twelve-year-old girl that had come home with me. And that she was just standing there, you know, and I was, was, of course, I don't see the girl, but she was like, yeah, she's standing. She's apparently she was standing by, by the door and she's looking at us. And, uh, I don't think she ever said anything, but she, I guess she, maybe she got attached to RJ or something because he was running around 
out there. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, not, I mean, it wasn't anything bad. Apparently, at some point she left during the night. But uh, I haven't brought anything like that's been harmful back to the house. Um, but you know, I try my best yeah. to protect myself and and do what I can to not have that happen. But, you know, sometimes stuff slips through the cracks, I guess. Yeah, it happens. Um, Hey, and I'm just really, I just want to take this time to say that finally we got to meet each other in person. That was fun. I I was excited to go out there. Um, I'm sorry we didn't get to stay any longer than we did. But um, I was just excited to see it, to see everybody, and because uh, it had been oh, so yeah. long. Plus, you know, I haven't been I haven't been to St. Albans in forever, so it was fun. To oh Lord, yeah, it had been two years. Yeah. yeah, I hadn't been Same there in years, so yeah, I yeah, mean, I and, and right before the pandemic. Oh yeah, because my last time I was out there was on was 2019. It was the uh, yeah the year before the pandemic. So it's been three years since I've been out there. So, yeah, me it was twenty, literally twenty twenty, like a couple of weeks after Valentine's Day or something, and they had an investigate a public investigation. I'm like, okay, I'm going for once in my life. Oh boy, but yeah, um, and it 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 was you know what it was kind of fun to sort of be there and just sell my books and stuff. I, I, I'm having fun doing that on occasion. And it's also nice. Um, Miranda Young is somebody that had been on my show a few times, and it was just so great to finally meet her in person. Um, my co-host was, of course, jealous. <laughs> Love you, Brandon. That's my co-host. But um, oh. just and also to meet new people. Um, it really is true. When you do these events, it's like a big old family or high school reunion. It really is. It really is. Good to see yeah. somebody you haven't seen in a long time. Because um, a, a lot of times people, they run in different in different circles. Um, yeah, so when I yeah. So do things. I try to, I try to, uh, I try to, you know, try to go to different events just to see people and stuff and uh, and just see how people are doing. Exactly. And, and I, I think, think that's fun. that's just as important as anything else, I think. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Plus, you know, so now your turn to reach into the grab bag. What are we going to talk about now? Well, I was thinking, we were talking about, you know, living in Taiwan. I was watching, you ever watch... Uh, Nuke's top five videos on YouTube. Sometimes. Yeah. When I watch this, and there's things like every time there's something really freaky happening, it's always in some South or some Asian country. <laughs> that, um, I don't know what it is about schools in China or Korea or, it's always, always, always in some like abandoned high school that looks oh, like, yes. you know, been through Armageddon. And I don't know, it's just, why do you think that, you know, countries like you know, Asia or even, I guess, not so much England, 
but I guess England too. But the 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 the, the, the hauntings seem to be so much more intense there than the ones we have here. Hmm. Well, I think, and let me also preface this, I am no expert by any stretch of the imagination. I live, but I will say I lived one year in South Korea, and then I lived six years, almost seven years in Taiwan, and I lived three months in Ecuador. So I feel like I had, I spent a good deal of solid time, especially in Taiwan. But even there, I mean, I could have spent all my life in Taiwan and I still wouldn't understand a good deal of it because that's just how there's aspects of that cult of culture that's deeper than what we see. And that's something that's very important to keep in mind. Um, One analogy I saw is think of an iceberg Um, you see what's floating on top. And what you see above the water, that could be something like you would see in another culture, such as clothing, um, music, food, that sort of thing. But then beneath the surface, an iceberg is actually humongous. I mean, truly, it's like a mountain under there. And that's what we would call the deep culture, the things that we might see but might have a hard time penetrating and understanding as somebody coming from outside the culture. So that would include things such as behavior or in the case of some, in the case of some cultures uh, with um, South Korea and um, Taiwan being one of them, being two of them, it's the idea of looking at the whole rather than the individual. Yeah. The group over the individual. And, you know, for a Westerner, particularly an American, that's a little hard for us to get past sometimes because that's not how we were raised. So I kind of like to think that maybe how they view the dead and how they handle and respect such things is a part of, you You get the top part of it, like, um, for example, in Taiwan or in China, they have, um, they actually have a calendar that's a lunar calendar, and that's where we get the Chinese New Year and things like that. Well, they have a whole month that they call Ghost Month, and that is, um, it's usually around July and August, um, and that's during that time of the year, they have these, um, that's when they pay respect to their ancestors. That's when they pay respect to the ghosts that are coming back to earth because apparently the gateway to the underworld has been thrown open and the ghosts are coming back out. It's kind of cool. Um, they actually would set, um, someone would, they would go to their temples and burn incense and really pay respect. Um, keep an eye on their on their family graves and shrines. Uh, there would be some celebrations. They even will lay out a whole table full of food, like oranges especially, and also mm. incense and even paper money, like fake money, because ghosts always need to consume something. 
uh, they have an idea called the hungry ghosts. And basically these are, these are spirits that may not have gotten proper respect in the afterlife. Like maybe their whole family line has died out and there's nobody left behind to remember them or tend to their graves. And so these ghosts are hungry. So this is a way of appeasing them. So it's pretty cool. Um, but that's yeah. what you see. But then underneath, you know, you have these ideas of during ghost month, it's not a good idea to get married during that time or to move to a new house. Uh, children shouldn't be outside after dark and stay away from water because ghosts are attracted to the yin elements, and water would be considered yin. So if you're looking mm. at Taoist beliefs, that's what you're seeing. But, yeah, I, I, we experienced a lot of ghost months. <laughs> at least six of them, I think. Um, but back to your question about whether they're intense or not, I don't know if maybe intense is the right word. I think maybe it's a different way of perceiving and a different way of viewing the afterlife um and also very old uh comparatively speaking the united states is very young when it comes to talking about air historical ghosts um and that doesn't even begin to count the indigenous cultures that have been here on our on our land on the land for over thousands of years but everybody has their own different way of respecting and viewing the dead. And I think maybe some places it's more acceptable and more exciting to talk about it. Like in the UK, for example, you've got thousands of years of history. You've got castles. You've got Roman fortresses. You've got um, the Victorian period. You've got... World War II, you've got all these really highly charged events that happened in a very small location. And I think there's a lot more grounding in that than there is here in the United States. It seems if like that makes any sense. It's more, it's definitely more ingrained in the culture in, this, in these other countries. Um, like I'll, I'll go to, I'm trying to look up stories for the, the show. Look up, look up mm. the mirror, or um, the sun, or I think it's the Telegraph. These all of these UK newspapers that all have paranormal stories in them. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's part of the old Victorian tradition that they had of publishing ghost stories in the newspapers and sharing them at different times of the year, especially at Christmas. Oh, this is all year, and we yeah, talked well, about that. all year. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I'm wondering places like, you know, like you're talking about the in Taiwan or these Asian countries where their culture is so important to them. And it's usually just kind of like one culture over there for the most part. Or over here, there's so many different kinds of cultures. Do you think that that has an effect on our view our, our views on the paranormal. Yeah, it, it may. Um, also, the other thing, too, is um, 
in some cultures, um, it's more taboo to talk about these sorts of things um, yeah. for various reasons. So that's why, I mean, I know there's people that investigate the paranormal in in some of, I mean, for example, there's, there's, a terri- there's some terrific podcasts that are centered around Filipino uh, traditions and cultures. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, there's also a podcast I've been listening to that's also talking about Hawaiian um, spirits and folklore, which is fascinating. And let's see, wait, where else? Um, there's a TV show that I watched a lot when I was living in Taiwan. It was on National Geographic, and it was called I Wouldn't Go In There. And basically it was they would take a different country in East Asia. Um, I think they went to, they've gone to Indonesia, uh, Japan, in Okinawa. They also went to Taiwan. And this, in, this individual would actually follow these ghost stories that, they're, that he's heard about a particular location. But he'll actually go and see what history says and mm-hmm. how that historical background has fueled some ghost stories. Whether the place is haunted or not, there's a deeper story behind all that. Um, the one that really spoke to me highly was, um, let's see, there were several, but in Taiwan, he was on a little island just in the strait called Green Island, which is a resort island. Uh, quite a few people go there for vacations. But during the 20th century, um, it was there used to be a prison there that would hold people that would go against because Taiwan, if, and again, I'm no expert, but Taiwan has been a very contentious history over who actually controls Taiwan. Does it belong to mainland China, or is it an independent country in its own right? And you could ask people, and you'll never get the same answer. You really won't. It is, it is very charged in that regard. Um, but there was something that went on and you can look it up. It was called the white terror where um, they were basically trying to, uh, trying to basically say, Oh, you, are you an academic? Well, watch out. You might be a radical. So it was basically the governments battling each other and sending people to prison. It was, and I'm really, really oversimplifying this, but it's a mm-hmm. fascinating thing to get into. And, with an atmosphere like that, it does charge things. Well, it's like with that that um, that Khmer Rouge, I think it was called, in, in the, I think it was Indonesia, Cambodia, where, Cambodia, Cambodia. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where pretty much if you yeah knew how the to, killing fields. Yeah, if you knew how to talk, pretty much, or could read, you're gonna get you were gonna get killed. Oh yeah, the killing. I mean. We we talk about feeling Barry. like oh they're Native American burial grounds. Well, in Cambodia, pretty much wherever you step is somebody's grave, especially around the killing fields. It's it's pretty intense. Now that's intense. It's not so much a haunting. 
but the very depth of that history is intense. So yeah, there's that. The land, the oh, land. Boy. Go out there. Plus, you can go out even. You go out to a battlefield, even around around here. You know, mm-hmm. it's peaceful, but you know what happened out there. You can feel it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, in the air. Oh yeah. You know, and then you have Absolutely. places. You have places like the 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 suicide forest in Japan, where ah uh, yes, where well, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do I don't. Think what do you think is causing? Say it? that again. What do you think? Anything is, is, is possible. causing all those people to go out there and do that. Well, um, oh, you mean with? Uh, I'm gonna butcher my Japanese. Please forgive me. Aokigi Gara Forest is what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Well, yeah, I, didn't, uh, I yeah. forgot the name of it. I call it the Suicide Forest. That's the only one I know of. Is the one in Japan. Well, yeah. Um, basically, now, here's what I heard about this. Um, in the 20, Starting in the 20th century, it sort of permeated the public consciousness. Uh, there was a novel that came out called, I think, Sea of Trees is what it was called. And the uh, protagonist had a suicide pact, I believe, to go to Gihara Forest. Um, and it is, it's beautiful. It's massive. I mean, you're right there at the base practically of Mount Fuji, which is the, and the Japanese do respect and worship mountains in their culture, um, particularly when you talk about Shinto, where pretty much everything has a spirit. So, which is amazing. I mean, that's a whole thing in and of itself. Um, but it, it certainly doesn't have a long history of people going in there and committing suicide. And I think the scariest thing about going in there is you never know if you're going to find the remnants of somebody's tent or if you're going to find, you know, somebody leaving a shoe on the trail or even running into a body. I mean, I have a lot of respect for the rangers that work in that forest because they have a really, really tough job to do. Um, and I don't know the statistics of how many people actually go in there and actually do follow through and commit suicide, but it's it's high enough that, especially in the 20th and early 21st centuries, it, it was high enough that it was actually – an issue and they actually have people coming in there and posting signs that say your life is important. But there is an old part of Japanese culture that goes back thousands of years. Um, And again, it's back to the idea of the group is more important than the individual. Um, Back in the day, if there was a famine or really bad weather and you weren't able to feed your family, and you're talking about multiple generations living in the same household, it would fall to the elderly to decide if they were going to, for the sake of the rest of the family, the elderly were going to go and expose themselves uh, to the elements and end their lives that way. 
because they saw it as an honorable deed about I lived my whole life. I'm not going to be a drain on my fa- on the rest of my family who desperately need food and survival. So I will take myself out and do that. Um, and it's a, once again, the whole idea of that sort of suicide is a, is really, really deep and ensconced in Japanese culture. And I can't even penetrate a lot of that. So, yeah. <laughs> but in it's terms of haunt, huh? It's a whole different mindset out there. I guess it if is. you grow up it is. in that culture and you understand it like, like there's these people in like Africa who eat bugs like they're like it's a delicacy or eat bugs like it's chicken. You know, in our in our point of view, in our culture, we look at eating bugs as just gross or just not something we would do naturally do. But they're Brian, they're full of protein. They live that way. Well, I'm just Brian, you know, they're full I, of protein. Well, I can find <laughs> other ways to get protein, but you know, maybe but it's bugs all, it's will help RJ. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, yeah. you see things differently. Something that we think is gross here is completely normal over there. Some things that we think is like, oh my God, you know, why would, why would they go out and kill themselves? Why wouldn't they try to do, do something else? Well, we think it's something completely out of the ordinary over here is something that's completely normal out there because of how they were raised and how just the way they've been living their whole their whole lives. I think people just need to love each other and talk with each other, check in with each other. That's what I think. But anyway, <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, boy. That's, that's, wow, we, we, we got really serious. We need, we need to perk things. Let's perk it up a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, what, what are your thoughts on uh, on Bigfoot? It has big feet. Yeah, hold well, <laughs> Um, Actually, in all fairness, um, I do know people that are very fascinated in that in the idea of Bigfoot and cryptozoology. Um, it's not my personal area, but it's kind of fun to think about what could possibly be still out there for us to discover and for us to share um, and hopefully not to exploit. Um, but there's, I have a friend who lives in Oklahoma and there's a Bigfoot festival somewhere in a town in Oklahoma. It's pretty cool. And uh, she's told me about that. And I actually have a funny story about Bigfoot. Um, when I was in fifth grade, uh, we were doing science reports, and I decided to make a Bigfoot footprint as my project. So you want to know how I made a Bigfoot footprint? Heck, yeah. It was hilarious. I actually used my dad's foot. Oh, my. <laughs> I- I traced my dad's foot, and then I basically stretched it out in plaster of Paris, and I did the characteristics that you would expect with a Bigfoot footprint. Um, most, actually, it was mostly the abominable snowman, but or the Yeti. So I had like the really big toe and the scoop in between, and I presented it, and I aced it. I got an A plus on that. Hello science. Awesome. 
that's usually head right there. That is so cool. It was so fun. Um, and it was just, I mean, it was just cool. I mean, it wasn't so much the fact that I was doing a Bigfoot footprint. It was like, wow, I actually can make something. Because you want to hear something truly abnormal about me. My art oh, yeah. skills are horrendous. I have no ability to draw or sculpt or anything. I have tried, and such and those things do not exist anymore for a reason. I wiped it off reality. <laughs> well, apparently you can make Bigfoots, so, you know, just make that your thing. Yeah, that's true. But, and I can yeah. write. I can write. There we go. So, yeah. Yeah, I've got a good start. And my kid can draw, so I'm happy about that. Um, but just so you know, um, so Perry Unity Podcast, um, we're actually about ready to end our season in June. But when we pick it up again in August, um, my uh, co-host is going to try and do a, uh, pre- a um, episode about the Mothman. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's an yeah. interesting, interesting topic for sure. Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to hearing all about it. I mean, like I said, cryptozoology. I mean, it's fascinating. It's not exactly my thing, but yeah. I do find it interesting. Um, yeah. Same thing with Same aliens. Here. As far as that, yeah. as far as you know, because there's so many different types of creatures to to talk yeah. about. And, uh, it's hard to to focus on just one. If you want to focus on like Bigfoot, and you got the Lost Man, you've got the Jersey Devil, you've got the the Snallygaster. Yeah, the Snallygaster. I mean, there's so many different ones. It's like either you're an expert on one, or or you know, or a novice on like ten of them. Yeah, and again, I I just like to think my definition of the paranormal is that it just sort of, as I'm kind of growing more into this, it's sort of like, well, maybe if you look at what's different, you might see what's truly beautiful and cool about the world we live in. That's true. Yeah. So, kind of different. Yeah. Just uh, open your mind up. That's 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 what people need to uh, need to do more often. Is yeah. open your mind up to the possibility that there's more out there. I think a lot of times people, um, myself included, they 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 get too bogged down in what they can see. They've been taught and. Uh, you know, so you gotta just realize that hey, there's more out there to to see. Yeah. If you just see yeah, and you keep a and you keep that curiosity going. That's how some of our best discoveries have come about is through curiosity. That's actually what I'm doing with my new book. Um, I'm actually writing a book about how about uh, the relationship between the muse of astronomy, Urania. And her relationship with Tycho Brahe, who was a Danish astronomer of 1500s, and he was the one that actually discovered. He actually saw a supernova, 
but he didn't know it was a nova, that it was that at the time. He actually thought it was a new star that appeared in the sky, and it was pretty cool. But he was the last of the what we call the naked eye astronomers in the Western world. He did a lot of his observations and work without a telescope. Oh, wow. So, yeah, pretty cool. And one of his student. One of his students, one of his protégés, was uh, Johannes Kepler and Kepler's laws of motion and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yay! It's fun. Well, I know a lot of, <laughs> lot of stuff affected from by the heavens. Uh, people, a lot, a lot of, you know, the way people feel apparently, like when Mercury yeah. goes in retrograde, which I still don't understand what that means. But it's um, you're asking the wrong really, person on that one. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> but apparently, if you want to act, if you want to act like shit or be like, you know, just blame it on Mercury being in, in retrograde, people are like, you know what, it's okay. I understand. You know, people <sighs> act crazy on full moons, and you know, I'm not sure how I mean, that affects I do, people. I do go crazy know? on the full moon. You can you can ask my husband. I get pretty crazy on the full moon. <laughs> well, Any, wow that 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 was just a little too much there. Oh wow. <laughs> I probably did. All right. So I just, well, well, I mean, you, you opened thought, up the conversation talking about poo. So. <laughs> well, I, I I tell you what we've we've gone we've run the full gamut here we've gone we have all the way over to mercury retrograde and uh wow we've got like three minutes left to go on the and show we here barely scratch the surface i know we even, we even really talked about aliens oh boy we'll, we'll uh, I, I think for- i think aliens will make my head blow up <laughs> yeah i think uh we, have, we might need more than just uh an hour show for that so, All right. I, I think I might – then I, I believe you're inviting me to come back on again. <laughs> you know what? we got to do this. we got to, like, have you back on and either come up this summer or in the fall. You know, we'll – Hey, we will, uh, sounds like a plan. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, Thanks for having me, Ryan. No, always a pleasure having you on the show. Do you want to talk about, like, what do you have coming up? Like, your next, yep. your next um, show going to be? Who's going to be on it? Let's, yeah, um, the Para Unity, po- yep, like the Para Unity podcast. <laughs> um, we are live. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast catchers and even Alexa. And me and my co-host Brandon, we just have a great time just talking to paranormal teams. And also, we're opening the floor to podcasters and writers. So we have. Three more episodes left this season, and then we'll be back in August. And, yeah, and I hope to have my new book, Nova, come out in November of this year. Nova in November. Nova in November. uh, (laughs) Yeah, there we go. That that sounds pretty cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye, everyone. Good night. Well, that was fun. Always a pleasure having Whitney come on the show and talk with us. Uh, Next week, uh, we are talking crystals with Angel May. We have talked to her in a long time. 
used to talk, used to hang out with her out at the uh, Exchange Hotel in Goldensville. So, yeah, super excited to have her back on the show the next week. It's going to be fun. Here, same freaking awesome time. 